So anyway, yeah, that's that's the idea. We're not our physical body, we're not our mental body, but we're actually spiritual in essence, a tiny spiritual spark. It gives life to the matter that surrounds us. So that's our true identity, spirit soul. And what did we talk about next? The 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 position that we have as a spirit soul. What is our position? You know, and it's a subordinate position. Subordinate to who or what? We're basically subordinate <laughs> to everything. <laughs> you know, we think we're on top of the world, but really the world Welcome is on to top the reality. Of us. You know, reality show. Yeah. What they say? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we're not in control of anything. I mean, look at the world today and how it's, everybody's saying, oh, it's out of uh, control. Yeah. yeah, well, why don't you control it? You know, here you are, you know, planet Earth, you got, what is it, seven-something billion people? And mm. if you're all controllers, yeah. why can't you yeah. control this story? <laughs> you know, but it's, uh, it's, it's not possible because really, We're not in control. Material nature's in control. The demigods are in the control of us, you know, and, and our position mm. as earthlings, so to speak. And, uh, you know, above all of the other controllers, there's the Supreme Lord, which controls mm. all the other controllers. So, you know, here we are, way down here in this very <laughs> low position, being controlled. That reality, you know. So that's our position. Because now beca because that position nature. becomes one. Mm -hmm. That uh, like nature of us being controlled becomes wonderful news when we learn our function and we know our function. Because it's it's just like when all the parts of the body fit together, <laughs> like when all the parts are doing, they're doing their purpose. They're filling their role in the body. Then the whole unit works together. Everything is coordinated and. All the units are happy and satisfied and in harmony because it's, it's all matching. So, so that's just a, some idea that I had. Yeah, exactly. It's working to, yeah. together. Yeah, <clears throat> that's mm. really how it's supposed to be. If we want real peace and harmony and smooth yeah. running machine, where you see the machine as being the physical body, physical and mental body physical, mental, and spiritual person, or the whole creation, or yeah, right. life in general. However you look at it, when it's in harmony and running smoothly, <laughs> it's a good thing. Right. <laughs> it's a very good thing. So. Yeah. So, yeah, so what is our function, you know? You know, I remember uh, when I was first starting this, yoga journey, spiritual journey, really trying to go beyond what I'd already knew, which wasn't basically anything, but I had a little understanding of a few spiritual ideas, you know, and, and I wanted to know more. So I learned along the way through personal experience and, and accepting authoritative knowledge, etc., that I'm not the body. I'm, I, I knew that. Mm. You know, I understood that. I knew who I wasn't. See, I know I'm not the body. So that was first step. Okay, yeah. I know who I'm not. <laughs> but I didn't know who I was. <laughs> I know I'm not the body, but okay, so who am I? 
really. And this wasn't just overnight. This took place yeah. over some period of time, you know. And uh, so anyway, gradually I learned, okay, I'm not the body. Okay, I already know I know that. But now who am I? And then I learned, like we just discussed, I'm spirit soul, you know. And, <laughs> but I still didn't know what to do. And I still didn't know how this related to, exactly. to, to the whole picture. You know, okay, here I'm a little spiritual entity just floating <laughs> around in life, yeah, but, yeah. but how does it all connect and where does it fit in? Like, you know, one piece of the puzzle, as, as we, you just referred to and we often referred to, you know, and then, you know, gradually, when, you know, I learned a little more and I met my spiritual master and it's like, you know how, how the, when people make a video, sometimes they're, they're going along and it's at normal speed and then they want to fast forward to get through a part real <laughs> yeah. quick. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? You know, people just start running and jumping do, 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 and then it's, it's done. What might have taken 20 yeah. minutes is done in 30 seconds, you know. And, and so it was like when I met, you know, my spiritual master, Siddhasarupananda, Mahamsa. It was like all that was just fast forward. And the puzzle was, wow, there's out, the puzzle. And then you zoom out and you go in slow motion. There's you see picture. the whole picture and the landscape. And just like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was, I just thought of that. But that's kind of how it was, you know. It, it really happened quickly because, you know, it just put all together by the master. Wow. You know? And mm. it was very, uh, mm. very wonderful, really. So, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna discuss function today because if you don't know what to do with all the information, yeah. okay, I'm exactly. spirit soul and I'm control, exactly. Then you still exactly, which we're, we're always active. Do. That's part of what we said in the first talks. Like we have to be active. We have to do something. So we can't just. It's kind of like just being in oblivion and just exist. We have to do something. So what do we do then with our mind, with our thoughts, with our time, with our intelligence, with whatever? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do we do? And without knowledge, what you do is yeah. probably not going to be yeah. the best thing to do. You know, it's just like, and the Vedas, they often categorizes people into two different sections. Those who are ignorant, that means they just don't have this knowledge of what to do, you know, of, of who I am, all this advanced understanding of life. That's, that's the category that, unfortunately, <clears throat> we find is predominant. Mm -hmm. And then the other category is, you know, the wise, those who have the knowledge. You know, and they know what to do. You know, not because they figured it out somewhere. They learned it from the teacher. They learned it from the Supreme Lord, the scriptures, the spiritual teacher, etc. You know, and if they were sincere enough, they didn't just grab it as book knowledge, but it was all confirmed within their heart by the Lord in the yeah. heart that mm -hmm. this is true. You know, and now you're in a very, very solid position. You know, you know, some people might ask us, well, how do you know <laughs> this is true? In other words, they want some material explanation, you know, some proof, you know, 
but you know inside you, yeah. you have that conviction you know and, and that is something you can't explain to yeah. somebody or you can't you know yeah. just okay here look at this <laughs> that's true you know it's it's a personal mm. experience of knowing and that's a wonderful thing too so anyway i know we've only got <laughs> talk around it and <laughs> Have a hard time staying with. I don't know what that, you mean. I don't know what you that mean. period of time. <laughs> but but I guess yeah. You know, we're always struggling against but the clock. Should we start with Bob Dylan or? <laughs> well, you know, we can, or we can. Yeah, we can do it like that. <laughs> So Bob Dylan, I mean, some of you in young bodies might not even know who that is. But Bob Dylan was a very popular singer-songwriter in the late 60s and early 70s, in the time when the movement was moving into another area of consciousness. In other words, that was really the movement, you know, <laughs> totally misdirected in many cases. But in other words, there was some, you know, kind of search or exploration for a yep. higher level yep. of understanding of life. Really, that's what it was. So anyway, Bob Dylan was very vocal in this time period. And <clears throat> another point that you may not know is he spent some time with mm. Srila Bhaktivedanta Swami. And... So that was the time period of the Beatles, and they had a lot of contact and association with Srila Bhaktivedanta Swami. And Bob Dylan was, was, you know, all those guys at that time were kind of like just friends. They all knew each other. So Bob Dylan was, was in there, and, and so was Eric Clapton. And, 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 and Bhaktivedanta Swami was the one who took this Vedic wisdom, you could say, from, from India, where it had been kind of passed down to the West and I guess summarized. Yes, yes. He brought this whole absolute knowledge of Vedic right. truth to the Western world, you know. And uh, so, you know, he is my initiating spiritual master. And it, it's very wonderful. The influence he had on you know, so many people, including Bob <laughs> That's Dylan. That's the point, yeah. <laughs> my point. <laughs> So you'll you'll hear some of it, and it's quite long. I don't know if we'll read all of it, but there's verses, and then there's a, a uh. chorus that repeats and repeats. But let let's begin. And it was a very nice tune too. But you know, when I was singing, just <laughs> read it. You may be an ambassador to England or France. You may like to gamble. You might like to dance. You might be the heavyweight champion of the world. You might be a socialite with a long string of pearls. But you're going to have to serve somebody. Yes, indeed, you're going to have to serve somebody. Well, it might be the devil or it might be the Lord, but you're going to have to serve somebody. You might be a rock and roll addict prancing on the stage. You might have drugs at your command, women in a cage. You may be a businessman or some high-degree thief. They may call you doctor. <clears throat> they may call you chief. But you're going to have to serve somebody. 
Yes, you are. You're going to have to serve somebody. Well, it may be the devil or it may be the Lord, but you're going to have to serve somebody. You may be a state trooper. You might be a young Turk. You may be the head of some big TV network. You may be rich or poor. You may be blind or lame. You may be living in another country under another name. But you're going to have to serve somebody. Yes, you are. You're going to have to serve somebody. Well, it may be the devil or it may be the Lord, but you're going to have to serve somebody. You may be a construction worker working on a home. You may be living in a mansion or you might live in a dome. You may own guns or you might even own tanks. You may be somebody's landlord. You might even own banks, but you're going to have to serve somebody. Yes, you're going to have to serve somebody. Well, it might be the devil or it might be the Lord, but you're going to have to serve somebody. And on and on it goes. Quite a lot of, you know, you know. You may call me Terry. You may call me Timmy. You may call me Bobby. You may call me Zimmy. You may call me RJ. You may call me Ray. You may call me anything, but no matter what you say, you're going to have to serve somebody. Yes, you're going to have to serve somebody. Well, it may be mm. the devil or it may be the Lord, but you're going to have to serve somebody. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. So there you go. I mean, you know, which means, I mean, from the words, and I didn't oh, read, wow. but half of it, <laughs> that no matter where you are and what position of life, you're going to have to serve somebody. Yeah. Unavoidably so. Now we're going to mm. read why that is. Hmm? Why is that so much true? Because, as we're going to read right now from Bhagavad Gita, this is the introduction to Bhagavad Gita by Srila Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to start a little, little above where you did, Ruben. Therefore, Sanatan Dharma, Sanatan means eternal. Dharma means occupational duty. Therefore, Sanatan Dharma does not refer to any sectarian process of religion. It is the eternal function of the living entities in relationship with the eternal Supreme Lord. Sanatan Dharma refers, as stated previously, to the eternal occupation of the living entity. Ramanuja Acharya has explained the word Sanatan as, quote, that which has neither beginning nor end, unquote. So when we speak of Sanatan Dharma, we must take it for granted on the authority of Sri Ramanujacharya that it has neither beginning nor end. And it goes on. There's, there's so much, you know, here. But the idea is, as a spirit soul, we have, any an eternal spiritual function. Mm. That's innate. That that is constitutionally a part of ourself that we will never get rid of because it's what we're meant to part do. of our essence. Mm. Yeah. And and so like Bhakti Vedanta describes it here in, in uh uh the English word religion is a little different from the Sanatan Dharma. Religion conveys the idea of truth. Excuse me, I'm wrong. Religion conveys the idea of faith. 
and faith may change. One may have faith in a particular process, and he may change this faith and adopt another. But Sanatan Dharma refers to that activity which cannot be changed. For instance, liquidity cannot be taken from water, nor can heat be taken from fire. Similarly, the eternal function of the eternal living entity cannot be taken from the living entity. Sanatan Dharma is eternally integral with the living entity. When we speak of Sanatan Dharma, therefore, we must take it for granted on the authority of Sri Ramanuja Acharya, and he was a great spiritual master, you know, in our disciplic line of masters. So it must be taken for granted on the authority of Sri Ramanuja Acharya that it has neither beginning nor end. That which has neither begin end nor beginning must not be sectarian, for it cannot be limited to any boundaries. Mm. Yet those belonging to some sectarian faith will wrongly consider that Sanatan Dharma is also sectarian. But if we go deeply into the matter and consider it in the light of modern science, it is possible for us to see that Sanatan Dharma is the business of all the people of the world, nay, of all the living entities of the universe. And Hmm. so when Bob Dylan, who obviously got this message of truth, from Srila Bhaktivedanta Swami, he made it so clear in everyday language that everybody's going to serve somebody because that's your Sanatan Dharma. And, and, and just making that clear, I guess that's the idea is like even a, you, you might serve your boss, but if you even if you climb the ladder and being the boss, you serve the stockholders or, you, or if you're a politician, you have to serve the inhabitants of your country. You have to please somebody. You have to serve somebody. You, you cannot avoid that. Yeah. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, the husband serves the wife. The wife serves the husband. The parents serve the kids. You know, the shopkeeper serves mm-hmm. the customers. <laughs> and, and everybody serving. I mean... Look at people who have dogs or cats or whatever. You know, they're serving the <laughs> yeah. dog. Everybody says, oh, the dog is man's best friend. He serves the master. But, you know, I, I, I give this example sometimes. You know, every morning I get up very early, you know, and go out and walk and, and do my japa meditation, which is chanting mantras on beads. And so I'll be out. I remember one morning I was in uh, Haberovsk mm. in Far East <laughs> Russia, you know, and it was early morning and it was cold and it was snowing and it was blowing, you know, and I'm out and, and just, you know, it's just nobody out there. And then I come across this man and he's out there walking <laughs> his dog, you know, and why is he out there walking his dog to get exercise? No, because he's serving his dog. You know, and you might ask the, the this same owner of the dog, you know, before that, you know, oh, you know, nice dog. Yes, I'm his master and I have taught him many tricks. And he tells the dog, roll over. And the dog rolls over, shake hands. The dog shakes hands, bark, oh, oh, sit. And the dog sits down. 
See, mm-hmm. I'm the master of my dog. And then I see him the next morning out there, you know, in freezing cold, you know, serving his dog. That's, that's reality. Everybody serves somebody. You cannot not serve somebody, you know, because it's our eternal natural position. So Sanatana Dharma is actually when, as Bhaktivedanta stated already when I read it, you know, the eternal occupational duty between the individual spirit souls in his service to the supreme soul, that's when that service propensity, that serving attitude reaches its perfection. So all the service that we render to other living entities here on earth or in the universe, wherever we are, you know, it's not our eternal constitutional position of service. Our eternal position of service is to serve the Supreme Lord. Mm. And in, in love, because that's where service really takes on, you know, some, some higher taste, some real, you know, feeling of satisfaction, you know. Mm. If you're serving somebody because you have to, then that's servitude. That's not mm. loving service. And you hate it. You know, you're out there grumbling. But I didn't hear this guy grumbling if he was so upset about having to get up early and go out in the cold to serve his dog. He'd get rid of the dog. (laughs) You just get rid of this guy. You don't need this dog. But he's attached to this dog. He has some relationship, some feeling, you know, of devotion. And and he's caring for the dog. So you take that to the highest level of perfection, and that's when you experience service to the Lord in love and devotion, and there is when the heart is surcharged with spiritual love. And that's when life becomes unbelievably wonderful. Because all these loving relationships that we have in the service we render, like you said, it's it's too... You know, it's it's temporary. What what you said, you you spoke about the dog and the, the form of the dog and the person is not their body. You know, so the the person is is you know, but that's so, so it's all. It's, I mean, I guess yeah. My my point was just that's all temporary. But we need, just like in love, we have an unlimited need for love. So we need an unlimited way to serve in love for us to be satisfied. Just like our hearts are never. Like there's never, <laughs> we have an unlimited need for for sharing love, for unlimited need for happiness, and it can only be found in an unlimited yeah. source. Yeah. Is the idea, I guess. Yeah, that's the idea, mm. you know, and it, it it just becomes very specific, you know, who that personality is. That's why the Vedas are so wonderful, because you know we can beat around the bush and say things, you know, and and, and kind of skirt around the reality, you know, but the Vedas bring it right home, you know. You will never find that ultimate satisfaction and happiness and pleasure and joy of serving until that is directed toward the Supreme Person because that's the eternal constitutional position of the living entity, you know. Mm. And so we, we try to find that ultimate satisfaction 
by serving every everybody else. But the Supreme Lord <laughs> will serve the dog and the cat and the husband and the wife and the kids and the, the country <laughs> and you know you know underprivileged people and on and on and on. We'll do that. But we're so reluctant to just come to where we should be, and that's okay. Direct that service but, to the but, Lord. And then if you're serving husband and wife and children and dogs, and it's all in connection with your relationship of love with the Supreme Lord, expanded to the love for his yeah. children. Mm. Which, is, which is just like... The, I, the, there was this there's this, this comparison if you're if we're like leaves on a tree and we're all connected to the tree and we're all connected you know so so we cannot and it won't satisfy the leaf to try to you know take it the what little drop that we have as as leaves on the tree to try to give the drop to another leaf but we have to water and focus on the on the tree itself the, the trunk the root of the tree and if and that's the cause of all causes that's supreme being that you're referring to so if we cultivate that relationship if we you know then we're able to actually um yeah love and serve and care for others yeah uh, that that example is so commonly used yeah. in our teachings water the root of the tree and all the leaves and branches will be mm. you know nourished mm -hmm. well, so <laughs> We're so reluctant to do that, you know, because it comes back now, oh, well, you guys are off on some religion thing, <laughs> you know. But it was just explained by Bhaktivedanta Swami that this is beyond yeah. religion. This has nothing to do with religion as we know religion. What does he say here? You know, uh, oh, uh, anyway, some sectarian uh, religious people will, will say, well, this is another religion. This is just another religion, mm. you know? But it's not a religion as you know religion. Religion, you know, in Sanskrit is dharma. That, that's what, you know, the word dharma means, religion. But it's not sectarian faith and belief mm. systems. You know, it's not Hindu, Christian, Buddhist, Muslim, Judaism, and so on. It means... Dharma means occupational duty. What is the occupational duty of the soul? This is what religion means, you know. It, there's another explanation given by Srila uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, you know, another one of our great spiritual masters in our lineage. And he said, you can define religion as the real nature of something. That's, that's what religion is, the original nature of something. So the original nature of the soul is loving service to the supreme soul. So that has nothing to do with sectarian faith. You know, they're temporary. You can change your faith, you know, in a moment. Oh, I used to be a Christian, now I'm a Buddhist. Oh, I used to be a Hindu. But now I'm a Christian. See? Or let's say you're born, we've talked about this before, I think I remember this example, you know, on this program. But let's just say you're born in Poland. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm a Catholic. Why? Because, oh, you know, in Poland we're Catholics. 
you know. And then your next life, you're born in Uzbekistan, <laughs> you know. Now you're a Muslim, you know. Why are you Muslim? Oh, all Uzbeks are Muslims, you know. I've actually asked people that in Uzbekistan. Yes, are you Muslim? Of course. They're <laughs> all Muslims, <laughs> yeah. you know. But wait a minute. Last lifetime, you told me you were Catholic. <laughs> you know, now you're telling me you're a Muslim. You know, and next time you're born in, in Israel, you know, oh, well, now mm -hmm. I'm a Jew. I'm, I follow Judaism. You know, see, all these things are temporary, you know, whereas Sanatan Dharma is eternal, mm. you know. Whether you call yourself one thing or another thing, beyond all of that, you are eternal spirit soul, and your occupational duty is to serve the supreme mm. soul. And that's the level we need to, to come to and operate on. Mm. But moving toward that, uh, I, I guess it's a step in the right direction to, to understand that my, at least, you know, in my life, I'm, I'm developing the desire to serve and help some higher cause or some welfare organizations or or like i'm at least learning to see and, and and appreciating that i'm not the center of the universe like is that these things yes mm -hmm. it is in bhagavad-gita chapter 12 right here i got the <laughs> in chapter 12 you know the supreme lord explains you know the best is to, you know, just always be in the consciousness of loving and serving the Lord. But if you can't do that, then follow the regulated principles of bhakti yoga. Develop like a desire yeah. to know uh -huh. and to serve. If you can't do that, you know, then help those who are trying to propagate this eternal truth. If you can't do that, then do welfare work, charity work, help other people, you know, this is all on the list, you see, because, you know, you, you can't do this, okay, can't do this, okay, can't do it, okay, can you, you know, just get outside of the little I, me, mine world that you're stuck in and help somebody, <laughs> you know, do, do something outside yourself? Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah, you know, and, and what is that saying that we often hear? You know, it's better to give than to receive, you know. So people that actually are actively serving some higher purpose, some higher cause, you know, they feel better about themselves. They feel better in life. You know, they're always going around and trying to help somebody. Yeah. You know, they're charitably disposed and they feel better. They're not so stuck in their little problems. Oh, but I got my, you know, they don't really focus so much on themselves because they've got another focus. And and and, you yeah. know, how how can I help you? And and someone would say, you know, <laughs> there's always this when we speak about this. There's always this this comment, perhaps that you know you might lose yourself then because you're you're only concerned with serving others and serving others. But how about you? How about yourself? <laughs> <laughs> you are serving yourself. That is the idea. I mean, what is all this self-centered, look at yourself, don't lose yourself, focus on yourself, love yourself. What is all that about? Trying to be happy. Yeah. 
trying to feel better. You know, I feel good about myself. But, you, you know, if you want to really feel good about yourself, then start operating in the capacity that your real self is, and that's service. Exactly. Yeah. That is your real self. And then you really start feeling good about yourself. I feel good today. Why? Because I help, you know, this person in need. Or, or I gave some money that I had. It was a little bit of a sacrifice, but I gave it anyway, you know, to this charity or to this this disaster, you know, thing that happened or what. And how do you feel about that? I feel really good yeah. about it. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel really good. And that's serving yourself, is it not? That's true. That's true. I, I didn't. Isn't that the whole point? You know, whereas just sitting in your little, I mean, mine glass house castle, you know, and just, oh, you know, taking selfies and, you know, trying to be happy. That's a dead end street that leads to depression and emptiness and loneliness and the opposite of what you're trying to achieve. <laughs> Yeah, because you're serving the illusion that you're, or whatever you're serving, your body, you're serving your senses, which we already explained. That's not you. That's not your, that's not the self. <laughs> that's not, that's not serving the self. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And you're operating outside of who you really are. Right, right. Mm -hmm. This is the, if you don't operate in the capacity of who you really are, then you're never going to get a good result. Exactly. You know, mm. If you're an eternal servant, regardless, like Bob Dylan said in his song, Bhaktivedanta is saying, Ramanujacharya is saying, and there's another quote right here from, you know, Lord Chaitanya. When Sanatana Goswami asked Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, Sanatana Goswami was a great devotee of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who was the latest incarnation of the Lord who appeared on the planet. So when Sanatana Goswami asked Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu about the swarup of every living being, that means the eternal form of the living being, the Lord replied that the swarup or constitutional position of the living being is the rendering of service to the Supreme Personality of Gaia. That's the constitutional position of the living being. So, again, that's why everybody winds up serving somebody. <laughs> because that's, you're not going to get away with not serving somebody. <laughs> we all want to be masters, but the masters serve somebody. <laughs> and, and, and those who don't, they, they just consciously refuse to serve somebody, are the most miserable. What makes the mother the most happy? Serving the yeah. kids. Yeah. And when the kids grow up and leave home, what happens? The mother's so, you know, sad. She feels like I got no purpose. Mm -hmm. I got nobody to serve. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, wait, there's your husband. Uh, <laughs> uh. You know what I mean? No, and I... when you come home, they visit. They're so happy. Oh, now I got somebody. I can serve you. You know, I can wash your clothes. I can cook your exactly. favorite food. <laughs> you know, I can do all the things. I can buy you some new T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I know something about that. <laughs> Sounds familiar. You know? 
Oh, I know you like icebreaker. I'll buy you, you know, some new icebreaker T-shirt. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and another point is that if I am trying to be independent of her or, or just living a lifestyle where I don't feel that I need that, like... You know, this is not, this is just to, for comparison, one of my brothers, he's living a lifestyle where he already has a lot of money. He already has the things that he need. He needs, like, she can't buy anything for him. There's nothing The in, in a way, I see that <laughs> she, she appreciates so much being able to give to me because I really appreciate it. I really need it. While my brother is like, she, she, perhaps the relationship doesn't become as close you know what I mean? Because she's not able to render service as she wants. <laughs> because yeah, mm. it's not as warm. Exactly. Mm. You know that feeling of a pleasure, warm pleasure of service. Exactly. You know, exactly. It's absent, and and what a what a great loss. Yeah. You mm. know, and unfortunately, the world has become so self-centered. That our natural service attitude is being squelched, exactly. Mm. You know, and frowned upon. If a if a wife serves the husband now, as you know, intended <laughs> by <laughs> this divine arrangement, you know, I mean, that's how it's supposed to be. She's actually looked at as backward. You know, and what you don't go out and have this big profession and. You know, have no time for your family. And serve an unknown man, which is your boss that doesn't care about you, that doesn't know you, <laughs> instead of serving the your husband <laughs> that does care about you right. and does know you. And, <laughs> and, and it's even gone worse that they don't have time to serve the children. Yeah, yeah. They turn their service to their child over to some daycare. Exactly. Okay, you guys take care of my cot and my child. <clears throat> you know, I don't have time. You know, and, you know, when they pick their child up from daycare and go home after a long day working, wherever it was, the office, the store, whatever, they're so tired, you know, and so pushed for time that, that you know, it's just like a burden. Mm-hmm. The whole thing of service, which should be joyful, is a burden. No. <laughs> you know, and so... That's that's really a big destructive force in modern life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's sweet. And the result is not good. It is definitely not good. Mm-hmm. Physically, psychologically. I mean, if you analyze why there's so psych- many psychological problems, it's because nobody's acting in their real position. Right. You know, yeah. of who they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. And so it's just manifesting in all these psychological issues. Mm. You know, we talk about that a lot, and it's not a mystery what's happening here, you know. But it's a mystery to a lot of people. Oh, but I can't give up, you know, my, you know, position, whatever it is, in my material created life. <laughs> you know, I have to do that. You know. <laughs> there's a there there there's a comparison that I just thought you know maybe we have to end soon but but oh, but there was something about wow. yeah well I, I, time flies <laughs> been here before but but it's uh, 
it's like so so we're here we're on this planet we've been given this amazing form human form of life we have time we have all these capabilities it's just like we're on the street and we find a wallet and you know well so you you have different options when you find that wallet you know you can just like walk past it and you don't want to deal with it you don't want to like get involved in that thing you can open it up and find the money and try to distribute the money to the poor and and you know and try to do your best in that way or you can you know try to find the the actual owner of the wallet who you know and then you turn the money to the to the owner of the wallet which is and and that is kind of similar to serving the supreme person to to find the owner of all these things and serve in that way and then automatically will be <laughs> distributed to everyone else yeah yeah <laughs> right so it's a new year, 2022. We got a chance to, you know, make some decisions what we're going to do with it. Exactly. Mm. You know, the more knowledge we have, then the more we're going to know what we should do with it, whether we'll do it or not. <laughs> mm. We at least know what we should do. Yeah. You know, and that's important. You know, I know I should, but mm, I just can't. But at least you know what you should do. <laughs> you know, and maybe. Along the way, you decide, you know, I'm going to do what I should do. Mm. So, yeah, knowledge is, there's no substitute for knowledge. There is no substitute for knowledge. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And in the Vedic terminology, knowledge is known as vidya. You know, that's, that's knowledge. And raja vidya, raja means the king. The king of knowledge. So all this information is Rajavidya, the king of knowledge. <laughs> you know? So we just touched on a little piece of Rajavidya today. I'm eternal servant, you see. <laughs> and I'm going to serve regardless. So if you want to bring that to perfection, then serve. water the root, as you said. Exactly. Mm. You know, water the root. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Ruben, let's uh, end with a little. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the mantra is the same. <laughs> Goranga, Haribol. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you know, we have some regular listeners. I, I, I and you both get some. You know, messages from different people that they watch on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's that's wonderful, and so you should be really uh, familiar with this chant. <laughs>
singers in the background <laughs> and my fire has finally gone out but yes it is still... <laughs> one hour later <laughs> not those 18 hour stoves <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so we thank everybody that may have joined us today or it will join us in the future yeah Hope it hope it made sense to everyone, and that if there's something that you didn't understand or didn't make sense to you, then you know feel free to to write us or comment or make sure that you get your answers. 
So yeah, come back next week and listen more. <laughs> that's also a good. That's a good, and meditate, <laughs> which is yeah essential. So all these things put the puzzle together of li puzzle of life together. Mm. And when you put it all together, it's a beautiful picture. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Ruben, we'll see you next time. Yes, we will. Well, yeah. We'll be travel safe. Be back home probably in front of the home fireplace again. <laughs> yeah, the home match. Yeah, we'll match. <laughs> Book of matches. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody. Namaste. Haribo. Thank you, Valkia. <laughs> oh, one more thank you to Slava, his technical expertise. And Marchan for borrowing his house, to, <laughs> oh, yeah. for lending his house to her. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people to thank in yes. all these little endeavors that we do. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um. Okay. Namaste. Namaste.